You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hey, this is Marquis Laughlin. You're listening to another episode of the Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. And today I'm going to talk about the rise of the Antichrist and the source of his power. Now, I'm going to talk about how this might look to unbelievers when it happens. And we're going to discover how the world is quickly being prepared to accept worship and follow what is coming and then we're going to talk a little bit about how we can how you can use this information to evangelize and share the gospel now um what's a little bit different about uh my podcast uh in this daily bible prophecy uh podcast series is that um i try to look at it from a storyteller's perspective i'm a story detective by trade i'm an actor and i've been memorizing books of the bible and performing them for about 25 years so really important to me to understand the characters and the roles they play and um, where they fit into the story of God and to try to get that big picture and the more information I can get on any characters uh, the the better I know them the better I can portray them the the more I can uh, accurately uh, reveal what the writer God uh, has written uh, to people when I say it so it's it's uh, behooves me to dig into the text and and search the scriptures and get all the details I can for each character and I, I love um, finding out more and more about different characters as I as I learn and grow like we all do but it's fascinating because we we're talking about a question uh, that is really from the book of Daniel. Um, I had somebody write me, uh, text me, I think on Instagram, and said, "Look, you know, I'm I'm trying to write something about the end times. I want to try to understand this part of Daniel where it says that the Antichrist worship a god of fortresses. What does that mean?" And so I, I thought, "Well, that's interesting. The god of fortresses." And I know that um, one of the things that I noticed about that portion of Daniel is Daniel chapter eleven. Um, that was fascinating to me was comparing it with Revelation uh, chapter 13. Uh, So let me read Daniel chapter 11, verses 36 through 39. This is where this comes from. It says, And the king, that is a reference to the Antichrist, most believe, shall do as he wills. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is completed. For what is decreed shall be done. Now, this is really fascinating. Obviously, this is a reference. This is where Jesus takes the reference for the abomination of desolation. He's referring back to Daniel. So his disciples, as they're sitting there on the Mount of Olives, are probably remembering, ah, you're referencing an event that Daniel told us about back in Daniel chapter 11. Now, here's what he goes on to say in in, uh, verse 37 of Daniel chapter 11. He says, He, the Antichrist, shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers or to the one beloved by women. He shall not pay attention to any other god, for he shall magnify himself above all 
He shall honor the God of fortresses instead of these, a God whom his fathers did not know he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign God. And we'll talk about that, um, that word foreign in a minute. Those who acknowledge him, he shall load with honor. He shall make them rulers over many and shall divide the land for a price. So that, that's the uh, passage in uh, Daniel chapter 11. It's verses 36 through 39. If you want to go back and read it, fascinating because it's all about the antichrist now there's so much in scripture about the antichrist in his career but we're going to we're going to kind of focus on this whole idea of him worshiping or it says he shall honor the god of fortresses instead of all of these other gods that other people have worshiped a god whom his fathers did not know he shall honor with gold and silver with precious stones and costly gifts interesting now who is this god of fortresses that the Antichrist um, uh, honors. And I'm going to tell you my top pick, uh, my top candidates. Um, obviously, people think of a god of fortresses. Uh, a lot of people think of the god Ares. Uh, it was a Greek mythology. There was a god of, of, of war uh, named Ares. Very, very popular uh, uh, Greek god. But I don't think it's going to be um, whatever the demonic entity was behind Aries. I believe this is higher level stuff, and I think scripture points to it uh, and because there is a, a lot of things going on in the heavens that change um, what goes on uh, on earth at the same time. So we have a lot of things going on when the Antichrist is goes into the temple, declares himself to be God. There's there's stuff going on above and below. Um, so you have the simultaneous things taking place. You've got war in heaven, and you've got things going on down in earth. And I'm going to try to share how those might work uh, as we mo move forward and look to the next section of Scripture. I'm going to get into Revelation chapter 12 in a second. But before I do that, um, I'd love for you to know about a ministry I'm involved in called Last Days Overcomers. You can go to lastdaysovercomer.org and find out more. Great organization. We are committing. To, we are committed to overcoming evil with good and sharing the gospel in the end times. And we believe that the we have the greatest tool God has given anyone. Uh, any group of people, um, fulfilled Bible prophecy, uh, we can show people exactly that God has done everything he said he was going to do, and we have all of the proof, and we have all of the evidence, and we can show them everything, uh, if, but we need to know it to be able to use it. And so we're committed to uh, educating and transforming people through the scriptures. Once you really find out about um, what God is going to do, and that he has predicted all of human history, um, it's not piecemeal anymore. He is sovereign, and you can show and prove it to people. And you need to be one of those people who knows how to do that, because that is your equipment. That's your that's God's resume that you're showing every time you try to share the gospel. No one needs to be saved um, by a God who is not in control of all of time. And that's one of the one of the proofs that um, the prophets would use is they would remind people that God did what he said he was going to do five minutes ago what he look at all the things he did historically and here's what he's going to do in the future now what are you going to do 
Um, so they would have to lay out his resume. So people would go, yeah, your your God really is God. He really is in control. I can't, okay, maybe I should listen to him. And they'd pull a Nineveh, hopefully, and repent. So that's what we're, we're uh, trying to do is to challenge people to get beefed up on that so that Bible prophecy isn't some side tangent. It's present. It's relative. It's current events. It's real. We're in the end times. You have to be using those things. That's the way the disciples... Uh, shared the gospel in the context of fulfilled Bible prophecy, and that's the way we're called to in the end time. So hopefully you can check that out, lastdaysovercomer.org. Um, now let's get back to our topic. Who is the God of fortresses um, that Daniel is talking about? Well, I think if you read Revelation chapter 12, uh, let me read it from uh, verse 7 through 17. you probably get close to an answer. Here's what uh, uh, it reads. Now, war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fighting back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Now remember, Satan is being thrown down to the earth with his angels. This is big. So let's try to figure out when this happens. In verse 10, he says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea. For the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Now, it goes on to talk about the dragon, when he sees he's been thrown down to the earth, he pursues the woman, or Israel, who had given birth to the Messiah. But Israel flees into the desert, and she's taken care of for three and a half years. Now note that the the enemy uh, uh, of our souls, the dragon, pursues the nation of Israel, and Israel flees into the desert to a place prepared for by God, where she's taken care of, out of the serpent's reach. When the serpent sees he cannot get her, he turns his wrath against other believers. And I believe this is the wrath Jesus told us to flee from when he says, when you see the abomination of desolation, when you see the man of sin sitting in the temple proclaiming himself to be God, that is the moment when you need to get out of Dodge. You need to leave Jerusalem. I believe this is the beginning of the great tribulation, the the midpoint in the tribulate, the seventieth week of Daniel, three and a half years in. This this event of the abomination of desolation, the man of sin going into the temple proclaiming himself to be God above everybody, that I believe coincides with Satan's uh, being thrown down uh, from heaven to earth. I believe Michael the archangel stands up and fights for for Israel, and and, uh, and Satan is thrown down to earth. Now, now, how does this look to uh, to your average person? Uh, your average unbeliever is not going to go, oh, there's Satan. You, you you see, he arrived here with his angels. We know who they are. No, no, that's not Satan's M.O. to, to um, show up and tell you, hey, I'm Satan. Here's what I'm doing. I don't think that's the plan. And I believe he's been setting up um, uh, the whole world so that he can 
come down here and have have an alibi and an also known as an AKA. Uh, so I, I believe we're we're already swallowing that um, uh, the whole idea of who this entity is going to be when he arrives here, uh, and obviously he gives power to the antichrist in revelation chapter 13 verses 2 through 4 it says and to the dragon and 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 to it or to the beast the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority think about this some entity has fallen down has come from the sky from out of nowhere uh, supposedly and now they're empowering the dictator of the world uh, and putting them in charge. And first of all, you've got to have authority to give authority. We know that the only um, entity that has authority on earth uh, right now, uh, other than Jesus Christ, is Satan. Satan had all of the kingdoms of the world and he could have given them to Jesus. He offered them to Jesus. He said, I can give them to anyone I want. And indeed, Jesus has rejected them, but he's going to try to give, he's going to give them, give the authority to the Antichrist. He's going to give the Antichrist the world, as it were. And so we've got to try to figure out what that might look like. Remember, in in chapter 13, it talks about what happens. So, so the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority to the beast. One of its heads seemed to have had a mortal wound. One of the heads of the Antichrist seemed to have had a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole world marveled as they followed the beast. Now, this this is a tricky verse, but I, I believe we can rule some things out pretty easily. The whole world is going to marvel because... It looked like you were dead, but you're alive. You're going to appear to have conquered death. That is the huge appeal of the beast. Now, you can't get around the reaction the world has. You can't symbolize it. You can't, you can't oh, well, you know what? I think it's a, an analogy for, no, no. It, it's literally, they are reacting to something they saw that they believe uh, the the Antichrist pulled off, and it, it is it did appear to people. It appears to them that the Antichrist should have been dead, but he's come back to life some way. So, and then what what is the result? Uh, they they all marvel and follow the Antichrist, and then they worship the dragon. Think about it. They worship the dragon. Yes, the whole world worships the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. They worship Satan because Satan is giving his authority to the Antichrist. Pretty amazing. And they worship the beast saying, listen to what they say, who is like the beast and who can fight against it? Now, you remember the, remember the campaign that uh, Be Like Mike Everybody wanted to be like Michael Jordan. You know, whether wears uh, tennis shoes, and if you did, you you play like he did. But you want to be like Mike. That was the whole idea, the whole ad campaign. Be like Mike. Well, everyone's going to want to be like the Beast. Why? Because he appears to have victory over death. The ability, some supernatural way that he doesn't have to die. So very hard to make war with somebody if you can't kill them. And also, why would it be? Why would they praise him for for being able to make war? Because he has a god of fortresses. He has 
Satan, the dragon, behind him, giving him the power to make war on a grand scale. Now, now listen, the basic premise here is that the Antichrist is going to be very powerful in war, and he's going to get this power, power from um, directly from Satan. And I don't believe uh, that Satan is going to come down and say, I'm Satan, here's my buds, uh, uh, here's my guy follow us. I believe he is going to have uh, an also known as an AKA a secret identity or, or, or a public identity that is not Satan. He is going to deceive everyone and he's going to appear as an angel of light or an alien from another universe or a planet. And uh, we've come down, me and my friends here have all come down because you guys are at the point where you might destroy yourselves. We're going to save you. Here's who I'm putting in charge. And I'm going to give him our knowledge and our technology. Remember, demonic uh, and fallen angels always are always offering knowledge that is the big thing. Remember, it was it was the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was the issue. That, that is the offer. Do you want the knowledge to know how to not have to die? The, do you want to be able to know how to do the trick I did? Here, take this mark. So that, that, that is the whole idea. And I believe that we're being sold on that uh, by every film we see about aliens and UFOs. It's as if... Um, the society thinks that the Bible doesn't account for other forms of life in creation and that nothing could be further from the truth. The, the Bible accounts for life that is not um, uh, human uh, that exists and roams this planet. Um, there are plenty of supernatural uh, Alien beings, as it were, and, and as a matter of fact, speaking of aliens, the word that is used in Daniel chapter 11, uh, that he is going to worship a foreign god, it literally means an alien god. And I find that fascinating because he's going to, he is literally going to worship an alien god. This is going to be a new thing, or at least appear to be new to everyone who sees it. See, it's not, not your normal God. What would not be your normal God? What would not be your normal God is if an alien came down and said, Hey, guys, you're about to destroy yourselves. I have the power. I'm putting this guy in charge. That would change everything. And that would enable the Antichrist to actually declare himself to be God. And people actually believe it because he could bring himself back from the dead, among other things. And of course, we know that the man of sin is going to be um, um, uh, the, the son of destruction. He is going to cause much death and much destruction. You can look uh, at a list of his victims, uh, different countries and people groups in Daniel chapter 11 and 12. Um, very fascinating. I believe as things move forward, those would be a very fascinating chapters to stay in and onto uh, because they really read like um, uh, headlines of the Antichrist uh, campaigns, uh, military battles. So that's kind of a list of those things. Um, I think that we've been warned about this. Uh, uh, we've been told that in Scripture, we've been told that even if an angel appears to us, that we are not to believe 
another gospel. And remember, the 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 enemy is appears as an angel of light, and that is what I expect uh, Satan to do in these end times. And he has a, a short time to deceive the whole world. So we have this information ahead of time. We can look when our friends say, "Hey, this alien came down, and they're saying this." What do you think? They're going to be so convinced, but we can show them God said this this alien would be here doing exactly what he's doing, pointing to this person, saying he's going to save you, and we'll be able to tell them about the mark. They'll be able to see it, read it. They'll know it was written 2,000 years ago, and that God knew everything that was going to happen before it happened. And so that's the whole idea of be, being listening to uh, programs like this and staying awake and alert and adding to our knowledge. We, we, we have opportunities to share the gospel because we know what is written in God's word and we can show it to people and they can put their hope and trust in a God who is totally really in control of all human history. So that's my hope and prayer for you. Uh, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to come to you a few times each month and, and share uh, my heart and and anything that I'm seeing or in questions that people ask us that we think, hey, let's let's dig into that and share that. So thank you. And we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.